everybody, it's Ron Bass with another edition of Soar High Personal Development or Ron's Mixed Bag. Back at it again. At I'm it so again. excited to be back. Oh, Isn't man. there a song like that? Like, here we are again or here we go again? Yeah, something. here we go again. Uh, here we go. Here go. We go. Uh, yeah, that's right. I forget. Gavin Adley, our executive producer. Hello. Hello, that's me. Soar High Records and Soar High Personal Development. Yep. And a uh, man of many hats. Many hats, many hats. Executive many hats. producer, music guy, artist, performer, producer of our shows. Uh, professional problem solver. Professional problem solver. That, that's going to be on any resume that I, if I were to ever make a resume again, it would be professional problem solver. Perfect. Well, there's nothing like being able to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was telling somebody at the gym today, I said, man, they were complaining about something. I said, look, every day you're going to have challenges. I don't care who you are. How famous, how rich, how successful, how strong, does not matter. You're going to be faced every single day with challenges, problems. conundrums, problems. And the secret, the secret is to be able to handle them, manage them, adjust, and move forward. You're never going to be at a point in life where it's perfect. There's only one thing perfect, and that's God. We are not God. Mm. We are in His image, but we are not God. No. And so I think about that every day when I'm working out. It's like... Because working out is so important. I know we talk about it a lot, but it gives you a lot of, uh, helps your mental, helps your brain, helps your mental, helps your physical, helps you sleep better, helps you feel better just generally. Right. And gives you a lot of uh, strength, I think, to fight off these demons that are going to come your way. They're going to come your way every day. Oh, yeah. I don't care who you are. People can, you know, can delude themselves and think that's not going to be the case, but that is the case. Every day. Anyway, tonight, we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, but kind of the general theme is going to be fear. Okay. Fear of what? Fear of speaking. Failure. That's the first one that always. Okay. Comes fear to of mind. failure is a big one. Fear of speaking. Speaking is always a, a lot big of people one. don't know how to get in front of a crowd. Right. Right. Or so that's a big deal. Or even just have a like a conversation with someone. Even have a conversation, or like in a business setting, perhaps you're like a worker and you get promoted and you have to talk to the other people in the in the company and you right. just, you're scared. Right. And I get it. A lot of it comes down, I think, the psychology is that you're afraid that you're going to look silly, you're going to embarrass yourself, mm -hmm. uh, you're not going to be impressive enough. And that's why a lot of people don't move forward in their lives, because of the fear of failure. failure. That's, yeah. That's crazy. It right? all comes, yeah, it all is, it, there's a lot of pressure on... On ourselves. Yeah. We put on ourselves. Yeah, it's all... To being perfect. Exactly. Now, let's yeah. talk about trying to be perfect. What does that mean? What's the psychology of that, my friend? Mm. Why are people perfectionists? What is that? What, what's the psychology behind that? I, f I find perfection... Because I'm a perfectionist. I know you are. What's the psychology behind it? It depends. It's, so, it's like... I think that it depends on how you think about it, because I find... No, there's some very specific psychology. What is it? You got, like, if you don't hit your mark, then you're not good enough. Even if you come a, just short, right. you're still not good enough. So what it really is, it's the fear of failure. Yeah. That's why people are perfectionists. The fear of not being enough. Yeah, not being enough. Just, that's right. So so what you have to... Non-satisfactory. You, you have to, like, it's okay to be a perfectionist, but you have to modify it to some degree, or you would drive yourself absolutely cuckoo. Which, how I think about it, AK actually told me this, Chauncey, one of my artists, he said that, Imperfe or perfection lies within imperfection. Fair enough. You know, you you need to find that perfect sound or that perfect feeling within that imperfect imperfection. You know what I mean? I see what you're saying. But there again, I, I would just encourage the listeners to, when you think about trying to be perfect, there is no perfect. No. 
it's good. What I think about is always trying to improve. Mm -hmm. Like when I fail, to me, it's like an opportunity to figure out what I did wrong and then go at it again with some more information, some better data, so that I can find a way to improve myself and be better at it the next time. Mm -hmm. Whether it's something I do every day or every once in a while, it doesn't matter. It's the idea that every time that I go for that goal again, or that movement again, or whatever I'm doing, I can be better at it. But I'm not going to beat myself up, which no. is what a lot of perfectionists do. <laughs> if they don't get it exactly right, they go crazy. Yep, yep. And that's just not healthy, I'm sorry. It's just not healthy. But we'll kind of go down the list here a little bit. The fear of performing is another one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're in the entertainment business. Tell me, tell me how you feel about that. Uh, that it all stems, like you said, from the fear of failure. But specifically, the fear of performing is like, you know, you get up there and you're like, I'm gonna forget my words. I'm gonna forget my words. I'm gonna look silly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look, look silly. Goofy. Um, so there's a, the sense of embarrassment. Stage fright, just stage in general. Fright, yeah. Just in general, being in front of a, a crowd. couple of stories about stage fright um, or speaking in front of a, a group of people. Winston Churchill was the prime minister of, of England way back in what World War II. I read an article that he used to he used to drink like he'd have a cup of coffee, but he would put liquor in it mm -hmm. and he would drink a little bit before he went up and give a speech. Yeah. Now I don't agree with that, but I understand it. I get it. A lot of people that perform in martial arts or bodybuilding. They'll do, they'll smoke some grass or they'll uh, maybe even, I've heard even some of them will drink or do drugs. I don't agree with that either. But you need to learn how to do this without drugs and without alcohol. You have to learn to be able to get in front of a, a, a group of people or get on a stage and, and find a way to do it without uh, the assistance of, of that, in my opinion. I will say sometimes, like for me personally, I use it as like... What's the tranquilizer? Well, yeah... Mm, it calms you down. Yeah, it's more like calming, like, you know, but every time, if you've ever noticed it, every time I go on to host a show, the first time I get on stage, I have a drink in my hand, usually, and I will make a toast. And I, I'm, I, I see where you're coming from, but I don't think that's a good policy, is my no. opinion. Right, right. And because, I you're all, because then you're never going to be 100% with yourself. Right. And you're, I never, you're never going to be, like, facing your fears head on. You're going to use... That is a crutch. Well, the I, I thing is, is I've already faced the fear. I've already done it. I can go up there sober as a Then bird. you should. And I have. Now, maybe as the show it's goes, just not as maybe as the show goes along, you could drink. I would not do it at the beginning, in my opinion, because you it'd be like me doing a competition, which is like which I do, as you know, and, and getting high before I did the competition. No, I'm gonna face it in an uncomfortable setting, and then after I engage, what happens? It's true. What happens after I engage a little bit? Well, after I'm in there for a minute or two, you tell me what happens. You to start. You. you start to you know. You Calm start down. To feel it. Yeah, yeah. And you start you feeling start more comfortable, and, yeah. and it's okay. So, like my black belt taught me years ago, Luis Rubicaba, uh, in the martial arts in the in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu uh, community, face your fears head on, and you will get out of your own prison. If you don't, we have an artist that well, we actually have somebody that works for us that's uh, in our management team, and she. Always talks about wanting to. She she can't get on stage without drinking, and it's like, come on, man, you have to learn how to do that. You can't. You're kidding yourself. You're not. You're not doing yourself a, a justice. I agree. And I'm not preaching. I'm analyzing, and I'm I'm I'm, and I'm using I'm using my understanding of psychology to analyze it and to explain it. So it's okay to be uh, nervous. It's okay to be fearful. It's okay every time you make a new decision to be afraid that it's the right decision, but you have to learn to 
face it head on and be honest with yourself. When you look in the mirror, you have to look in the mirror and say, okay, I like myself, I don't like myself. I like this about myself, I don't like that about myself. You have, it's okay to be unhappy, but you have to find ways to overturn that. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm going to go down the list a little bit further here. Um, the fear of, and I think, okay, the fear of, 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 of competing, like sports, any kind of sports, like I do jiu-jitsu, Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition, and it's, in the beginning, it was terrifying. Right. I told my coach, I can't do this. You have to do it, Ron. Face your fears, face your fears. And over the course of time, the more that I have competed, the more comfortable I become with the process. So you, you sort of desensitize yourself to that eventually. Not 100%. I'm still nervous when I go in, but right. I'm not as nervous, not as often. Used to be the whole week before a competition, I was nervous. Couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, didn't feel right. Now it's more like maybe a few hours before the competition. Yeah, I start feeling a little nervous. That's how the shows are. You know? oh, same thing. Like, it used to be the whole week. It's like, oh, when you say shows, you're talking about the, the for performances. The, for, the, for the people out there to know, we're in the music business, Soar High Records. Yeah, we Soar have High a Records. website, SoarHighEntertainment.com. And uh, we're on Facebook, Soar High Records. Yes, we're on and, Spotify. Uh, got a playlist YouTube. on there yeah. for uh, Soar High Records. Just look it up on Spotify. It'll be linked down below. Um, and we're also on Apple Music. You know, we have artists on every platform artists yes. on every platform and we're always trying to drop some new music yes we try and drop some new music this weekend cool a couple of different things cool. we've been meaning to get on the no excuses by austin hughes but oh we'll i start, like austin hughes i we'll like his i like his new out. songs it's um, beautiful mm -hmm. they're great our new country artists yes yes guy's yes. talented man i agree love that guy extremely talented yes extremely. and then so, we have okay go ahead no well well when we get to the shows you know like like we have a show this week yeah and you know, I'm not really that nervous about it. I haven't really started. You do really good when you're on the stage. Well, thank you. Whether you're emceeing or whether you're performing, either one, you you have a lot of energy. You get the crowd excited. You thank you. You're really good at That's it. That's my thank you. I appreciate it. That's my job. I got to go up there yes, and do sir. it. Yes, right. sir. That's one of your jobs. One of yeah. You wear a lot of hats. One of <laughs> a lot of hats. A lot, but it's okay. We're figuring it out. Um, but it, you know, I will usually get nervous like maybe just a couple minutes before I get on stage. That's when I'm like, all right. Let me get it. All this is how I always do okay. it. Right before I get on stage, and I, I I will go up to Jess and I'll say, "Will you go get me a drink and hand it to me on stage, please?" So I'll go up there, give a little bit of my spiel, introduce okay. myself, you know, do my thing, and then Jess comes up and she's got the drink for me, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, perfect timing!" And I'll grab the drink. Good, and good, good. Next time, I haven't been doing it recently, but I want to. I always a toast before the show starts. A toast, cool. Yeah, something that's where I like, like that. you know, if you got a drink. Toast it with me. Cheers. Cool. Let's have a good night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It all kind of plays together. And then all the nervousness goes away, even before the drink gets to me. You know? Maybe one, one last uh, comment about the fear thing. Um, there is a... I, I struggled when I was your age with a fear. Uh, it's, it was called agoraphobia. And what that agoraphobia is, is the fear of being in open places. Mm -hmm. I, it probably was a genetic thing, probably a brain disorder, which is what a lot of... A lot of phobia, a lot of fears come from brain disorders. From you're born with it, and and so agoraphobia was like for me. It was like I couldn't even leave my house without feeling like I was going to literally die. And I had to train myself to get in my car and drive a little bit further every day. And I finally got to where my big goal was to be able to drive 70 miles from Springfield, Missouri to Joplin, Missouri, mm -hmm. and I did it. And then my next big goal was to be able to get into an airplane. And it took me years of counseling before I could ever get on an airplane. And then when I finally did, I had to take medication to do it. And eventually I got to where I didn't have to take the meds anymore, but it took a lot of 
a lot of discipline and a yeah, long period that, of time. Yeah. But that's probably, a lot of people struggle with fear, not just from like normal stuff, but from brain disorders. Right, right. From, you're born with this problem. Right. In the brain, because the brain doesn't understand the difference between real, what's real and what isn't. Exactly. Your brain will play tricks on you constantly. And I only bring this up because I want people to understand that it's not always about, hey, you're a pussy and you, you shouldn't feel like that. No, a lot of it is just... And you're like like having a, an anxiety attack. It's real in your mind, right? And you and but there's a lot of ways to overcome it, particularly with counseling and certain medications and and working and out. I, working out's another big thing. It helped me yeah. a lot. But over getting the good sleep, getting good sleep. Yeah. But over the years, uh, I've learned to manage these fears. Right. They never completely go away, but you learn to manage them and overcome them to the point where you can live a, nor a pretty normal life. So it's it's a big deal. Fear is a big deal. I just wanted to make that point. Okay, well, how are we at, how are we doing on time? We're at thirteen minutes on the dot. Wow. Okay. Well, you got anything else you want to add about the fear thing? We can get into some other topics. Well, with fear again, just it. Everyone handles it in a different way. And if people want to write to us or call us, it's on our on our website, which is Soar High Personal Development, on our Dr. Facebook page. You can yeah. you can go there and. Uh, we have a website too, which is soarhighpersonaldevelopment.com and yeah. contact page, and we'll be glad to respond. Of course. I think with fear, you know, you just, everyone handles it differently. And I think that, you know, there's a right way and a wrong way. You know, there's gray area with fear. I feel as though, however you handle it, as long as it's not too extreme, then I think it's okay with me personally, me personally. But that's my last thing on fear. Okay, well. Um, let's talk about uh, let's, let's do a little bit of Ron's rant stuff uh -oh, here about uh -oh, that. Uh -oh, here comes yeah. the mixed bag. <laughs> here comes the mixed the bag. The mixed bag. So I want to talk about banks. Mm -hmm. Over the last few months, I've been uh, going through some crazy stuff with, with with banks, and I just want to kind of just touch base on. It. I'm not complaining. I just want to kind of touch base about it because if I'm going through it, there's got to be a lot of other people that probably feel the same way that I do. First of all, I think I think that in general. With few exceptions, with, with only a few exceptions, banks are just pretty much generally greedy. As an example, anytime I use my overdraft in my bank account, they charge $17. And that could be something as simple as like buying a Coke in the machine for $1.75. Right. They'll charge me $17 for that debit. I mean, come on, man. That's like not even right. Somebody Excuse ought to be me. watching this sort of thing. Damn. And paying attention to this sort of thing if they gave a damn about their clients in my opinion that's how i would be i agree but the world has gotten so damn greedy this is kind of what i'm going to now i'm talking about greedy now it's ridiculous and with some of my other notes here i talked about how people just know they're not friendly anymore they're not considerate anymore they're not courteous there's no courtesy left i always make it a point to open the door for people i don't care who it is a girl, a guy, an old guy, a young guy, a kid, it doesn't matter. Right. Extend some friggin' courtesy to people, man. Right. What's wrong with what's wrong with people not to do that? Just back to some basic values for God's sakes. Right? Back to the basics. And so banks, like I say, they're just so damn greedy with this stuff. So I got really screwed up this year with the with my credit card processor, where they decided that we're like a big high risk company. Now, mind you, I've been with this company ten years, and all of a sudden they decide that we're a high risk company. I don't owe them a dime. I've paid everything that I was supposed to pay. And suddenly they're going to hold our funds and they can hold it for six months. Now you think about a small business, what's going to happen to a small business when something like that happens. No, no consideration, no phone call, no letter, no like, who can I talk to? It's just black and white. 
You either like it or you don't like it. It doesn't matter to them. So who's gonna? What are you gonna do for six months when they tie up your money like that? You gotta scramble, man. Yeah. You gotta figure out. And then how are you gonna take credit cards when your business is based on taking money from people with credit cards? I had to scramble to find another credit credit card processor. Changed my whole way of thinking about how I was gonna take cards. And you know what? The the company that's doing this to us, they could give a damn. Oh yeah. That's sad to me. I would never treat a customer that way. I, I don't agree. care who they are. I agree. Ever. So. My advice to you guys is, if you're in business for yourself, be very careful about credit cards. You can take them, but I would not recommend taking large amounts. That's where I got in trouble. If you take them, take small amounts. And anything else, get a check or get cash. It's my opinion. Don't borrow any money unless you're buying a house. I know people aren't always going to agree with me on that, but I'm telling you, you're better off to pay, pay as you go and collect as you go. Right. If, particularly if you're in a small business working out of your home or a small office. You're just better off because banks, they're going to act like you're the best thing in the whole world until you're late on your payment, and then what happens? You're just the worst. You're the worst person. You're you're yeah. worse than well done. Oh, yeah. You're just awful. Just you're the awful. the bane of the bank's existence. And it's like, it's not like they're not going to get it back. Well, if they have collateral, particularly, they exactly. are collateral. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And besides so, like, that, they have a certain amount of money they write off anyway. They act like it's the end of the world. It's... Listen, man, all their money is free anyway. Think about it. A bank that has 100,000 depositors, they don't pay anything for that money, right? Nope. This is a checking account, and they loan it out and make 5 to 10%. Plus, the biggest money I've read and I've learned is the friggin' overdraft fees and the insufficient fund mm -hmm. fees. That's where they make most of their money. Yep. Yeah. What a racket, man. We should be, we're in the wrong business. No, yeah, we it's need, we need pathetic. to be. And listen, bankers. when you're down and then they kick you even more, where's that at? How crappy is that? I know. Now, I'm not complaining Shit. because you know what? I'm not a quitter, and I found a way to get get around it and move forward. Right. But what about the average guy out there that's going to go out of business because of shit exactly. like this? You exactly. tell, me, tell me about those guys. And it happens every day. Every day. Very few people make it a business to start with, and all this does is make it ten harder. times harder. Harder. Okay, well, so much for that topic. But look, here's the deal, man. you got to stay the course. You never give up. you got to figure it out. Maybe you got to be late on things, but don't ever give up, man. I don't care how tough it is. I don't care how hard it is. There's always a way if you believe in yourself, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and keep moving. Am I right, Davin? Or I wrong? agree. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, well, that's one of my uh, rants. Hmm. Um, banking, banking. Oh, my God. Banks, banks, banks are something else. I, I could tell more stories about banks, but I'm not going to get into more stories. That's enough right there. Yeah, banks are... Uh, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk about, um, can't read my writing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't read my writing. No, here's a good one. Nicotine, they say, people that use nicotine uh, are like five times more likely for heart disease and cancer. Of course, that makes sense. Right. I also read an article about uh, walking or running. They say improves your chance of uh, no heart disease by like five or tenfold as well. Mm -hmm. Even as little, they say, as 30 minutes a week. Yeah. I'm not talking about like running marathons. No, no, it's yeah, like on average about ten thousand steps a day. If you can get that in, you're gonna you're considered a healthy. But here's the problem: human. people aren't consistent. You got to be consistent, yeah. guys. You have to do. Look, there, I have a particular workout at the gym I do every day, and I have friends of mine that go in there and they they like do twice what I'm doing. But you know what? They don't do it every day. I would rather do a little bit less and be consistent every single day. That, to me, is the best formula. I agree with you. 
And I think a lot of people want to be like, look at me, I did this, I did that. But that's not good enough because it's only once in a while. You gotta you, you gotta test the body every single day. Every single day. Every single day. Anyway, so much for that, right? I got a lot of notes. We we haven't done this in a few weeks. All right. Been a while. Greed, greed, greed. Too much hate. Too much greed going on. Back to what I was saying earlier. Show some consideration for people, man. Everybody thinks be it's nice to them. somebody. Everybody thinks it's about them. It's horrible. The whole world revolves around them. Yeah, man. Like, That's do you even know who the hell I am? Like, come on, man. I'm not even trying to be like that, but damn, you need to humble yourself. You know, that's just my opinion. Humility. Yes. I don't care how successful you are. Show some friggin' humility. That's what humility, I'm saying. Man. That's what I'm saying. Because you never know who's going to be next to you. I made you these know? notes. Look your best, feel your best, be your best. Three Bs. Look your best, feel your best, be your best. I know it sounds corny, but I promise you it matters. Wouldn't it be LFB? Look, feel, and be Okay, LFB. LFB. Okay, I remember that. Let's fuck... Be oh, wait. No, no, no. I'm sorry. My fault. <laughs> That's funny. Sex. Look your best, you know feel your best, you be know your what? best. I think I don't want to get into that topic. LFB. Okay. Yeah, we're you know remember remember we're off the the, the relationships for a while. You know, oh my gosh, we gotta, yeah. Oh we gotta God. hold off on Shout those. Out on that for a minute. Yeah, we gotta hold off on those. So um, what else? Too much hate mail. Thinking about the addiction thing, like sugar, nicotine, alcohol, marijuana, all, and look at the government now, like in Missouri now that marijuana is legal. So they they. <laughs> The argument was, hey, if everybody's going to smoke it, the, here's the lawmakers, then let's at least make it legal. Let's make some money. Right. Yeah. So they legalize it. So they're making like twice as much money as the guy on the street, from what I understand. It's like basically like twice as expensive. But at the behest of the young kid that gets on marijuana, that starts smoking pot, then he goes to the next drug and the next drug. And I'm not saying everybody does this, but a lot of people graduate on the drugs to the bigger drugs, the harder drugs, the more difficult drugs. I would say... More, I addiction, would, more addictive drugs. I would Sorry. Say, I would that's say, just reality. I would say that I think that probably about 60% do. Well, that's 60% that's is a lot. a lot of people. It's a lot of people. No, no, no. Their lives are effing ruined. I'm not, and I'm, but I'm not saying that, you know, it's... I don't know. I, I agree. Listen, with what when you're, you're saying. young, Gavin, you don't, you don't see it the way that it's going to be. You don't understand because you, you don't have the... You don't have the insight yet. I've been through all this. I've seen it my whole life. I know exactly how it turns out. It turns out horrible. Right. Anybody that's chasing drugs and alcohol ends up, I'm telling you, in the deep end. My it's, mother was that terrible. way, so I understand. My brother, my father, both of them. I understand. And I could go on and on about people around me all day long exactly. in, my, in my sphere. But I'll shut up. I'm not going to preach. <laughs> I'll, I'll shut up. I'll Professional be... preacher. I mean, problem solvers. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. So one last little rant, and then we'll kind of close things out. Okay. So this is a kind of a personal thing. So I go home one night, and in my front yard, there's this effing sign stuck in my yard. And I'm reading, it's a petition. Something along the lines of that my, my house, uh, that I have, I have all these limbs piled up in my front yard because we had a storm, and they're like piled up. And so I got a citation saying that I had to remove all this because I'm considered to be like a nuisance in the neighborhood. What the fuck? What? Are, are you kidding me? I've got like a pile like the size of this table and somebody must have called the city on me and they came out and they they cited the ordinance. So I had 30 days to get all these limbs out of my front yard and removed or else I was going to get like a big fine and who knows what else. Oh my God. I mean, really? Is that all people have to do at the city? Right. Is to run around and... And, and call people out because they cite you on your home. And the article went on to say things like, 
Oh, well, this could be a place for rodents to gather. This could be a place for people to hide and, and cause uh, uh, security problems in the neighborhood. Really? I mean, it was like like the size of this table. I couldn't believe it. Who the hell And who turned me in? That's another thing. I'm looking at all my neighbors. Right, when right. I, when I drive out in the morning, I'm like, did you do it? Did, did you, you do it? it? I'm looking it? at them. You know what? The <laughs> ones that turned their head, probably the ones that did it. I think I know who did it. Ooh. I thought about saying something. I said, nah, I'll just keep my mouth shut. You know what? Because turnabout's fair play. Yeah. What goes around comes around. If that's all people got to do is just be nosy. I mean, it, it wasn't yeah, hurting anybody. Nosy. Come let on, man. Now I can see if you had like trash everywhere. Yeah, and your and used cars everywhere. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. But like, a really, pile of, a pile of sticks. Pile is of that sticks. the world we live in now? Is this what's going on? Where it's like Big Brother everywhere we turn now? How much freedom have we lost? Pile of sticks. Come on, man. Pile of sticks. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. It's like it might have been twice as big as I mean, it wasn't like not, yeah. crazy. Like it's a pile of sticks. We damn had it. a storm. Like I just don't understand. And I hadn't got them removed yet, I <laughs> so I paid somebody to remove them and got them out of there, and that was the end of it. Right. How are we doing on time? People are just interesting. We're at 25 minutes. Well, I guess that's about it then. Yeah. Pretty much. We've got an exciting podcast coming up, though. Oh, let's talk about it. Tell me. Okay, so it'll probably be, should, hopefully, a day after this one comes out. So it'll be our next episode. It'll be, man, what did we even call that one? Oh, the Ron, Ron Bash Show. show yeah. The Ron Bash Show. Well, it's really an entertainment show. Entertainment podcast. We're going to be doing it at our new studio, Southside Springfield. Yeah. We're very excited. We're excited to show that off. and. Yeah, that's where we're going next, right? Yup. To do our new podcast in our new studio. Yes, sir. You already know. The Ron Bash Show, but it's it's all, about, it's all about uh, bringing on new artists and new listening artists to the and music. showing and off new music. Showing off new yeah. music and talking about the music. Yeah, and, and talking about all the things that are going on yep. and happening within the sphere yep. Yep. of yep. our music. And then we're going to eventually do Soar High After Dark. Soar High After Dark is another broadcast. Me and some of the artists will oh. sit in together and... Have a conversation, you know. It'll be yeah. a little bit more no holds barred than how it. you and yeah, I are. I got it. But I like how we've got little tiers. We've yep. got tiers yep. of how everything works. This is our know. nice subdued podcast, and then the entertainment yes. podcast kind of gets a little bit more out there. And then you we well, got to think about really the reason I did this to start with was to help people, to inspire people. Mm -hmm. Your source for inspiration—that's mm -hmm. our goal. So really, that's really what this is all about. This particular podcast. Our next podcast is more fun. More yeah. entertainment, and that's cool. Lighthearted. Lighthearted. I love that. But, you, the, the but there's times you got to be serious to have oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to be able to explain people in a way that they can relate based on experience, not like I'm reading out of a book, but based right. on life's real experience right. that I've been through, that I've learned how to manage or handle or like it or not like it, I've learned solutions. Mm -hmm. Is it perfect? Nothing's perfect. No. But I guarantee you, if people will listen to our podcast, there's benefits. Mm -hmm. There's benefits. I agree. Not that people want to be, you know, feel like they're preached to. I'm not trying to preach, but I want to explain things in a way that will help people. That's my goal. I okay. Agree. Any last closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here. No closing thoughts. All it's right. glad to be. I'm glad to be back. Yes, sir, Mr. David Hunley. So, guys, until next time, stay positive. <laughs>